Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined via phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, good evening. Hi. How, how's the uh, bee situation today? have not shown up. I did get a good one last night, though. Like a good bee or a good, like, swarming? Oh, like one single bee. I have still have yet been two weeks since we've done a show found where they're coming from. Yeah. It's close. Something. We'll, we'll talk more about this once we get the intros. Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm doing good, Andy. Uh, I'd like to welcome back the uh, Taliban, ISIS, all these people that are coming back into our lives as Americans. Uh, and what would you do with those people? Oh, take them fishing. They're going to do to our people. Well, I thought it was, you were going to hit your line. I set you up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shoot them in the leg. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. I guess. All right. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. FatAZMuskie.com is the website. Um, we're kind of entering the fall trolling stage, you know, so I'm getting a lot more phone calls and texts and all that about various rod holders and stuff. So feel free to use myself as a resource if you have any questions about uh, setting up a boat. Baitwise, musky tackle online, Team Rhino Outdoors or online venues. We have a couple baits on our website, but not a whole lot to speak of. Um, but I, I want to think that, you know, you just put a couple baits in O'Donnell's right down the street. Yeah. And yep. a couple, uh, some soft tails or some uh, soft plastic. Yeah. 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 And uh, Hogan's Hut probably has some, but not all yep. that much. Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at right now. We're we're kind of entering, if anyone's keeping track, my three stages of summer. We are in the third stage as the crickets are everywhere. So just remember, peepers, fireflies, crickets. It's coming yeah. to an end. So anyways, cooler weather's soon to be coming. And with cooler weather... It makes it a lot more comfortable be, to be on the boat. Isn't that right, Todd? Yes, it will be. I'm sure it will be with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Not that comfortable this week, but we'll be back, and uh, everything is going to be cooling down. We'll be out there fishing. If you want to go on a trip with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, get a hold of us. Really no opening for the rest of this season, but we are booking for next year. Pick a date. If you got to cancel you know, just let us know as soon as you can. But yeah, we'll be fishing early season, Pennsylvania, month or two there, April, May. The rest of the year, we'll be up here at Chautauqua Lake. Give us a call. We will do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. And when you come fishing with us at Muddy Creek, well, you'll be fishing on Ranger boats. Shout out to them for sponsoring this show. Um, find all your Ranger boat needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. They are taking orders for 2022s, um, so hit them up. And if you got a used boat, you can get a high dollar price for that now on a trade-in, or if you sell it outright, right? But check them out for all your boating needs for uh, for the future. Give them a fair shake. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Use them, abuse them. That's it for me. All right. 
if you'll be fishing with Vance, you're going to be stepping on some really nice flooring inside of his Ranger. And you might ask yourself, what kind of flooring is this? And if you politely ask Vance, he's going to call up the name. Aquatraction. There you go. Man, we're just setting each other up. After that initial little flopper, we're doing... It's like we've planned this, but we're really not. We, we really don't know what we're doing day to day. The conversation flows good on this show. It flows very well. But uh, anyways, that flooring is 100% cross-linked closed-cell polyethylene foam. So because the closed-cell, it's going to be stain-resistant because the the I guess if you zoom in on foam, you know, just think of like a sponge that you use to like wash your car with those little little holes inside that's that sponge that's what holds the water when when they mean closed cell those little holes are just that little hole it's not like they all can interconnect to each other and hold a ton of water like a sponge for your car this will just be on the surface uh so what does that mean for you that means it's not going to sit there and absorb water like a sponge and get mildewy smell or you know, retain being slippery or absorbing things that would appear to be a stain. So it's extremely stain resistant. It's stable. Um, you know, you're not going to be getting shrinking, you know, peeling. Don't worry about it. Um, it, it dries really fast because the water is not absorbed. You know, this is drawn for your boat. Uh, we've talked in the past on how, um, no two boats are the same, even if they're the same model. So this is kind of like they are building this to your boat. Uh, we got ours from AMF Marine. Contact Nick at amfmarine.com is his website. He's out, you know, out by Vix in that area there. Um, I'm sure there's a whole po- uh, whole host of other aqua traction dealers. If you are not near where we are, uh, please reach out, ask them any questions you want. And just tell them you heard it on the AZ podcast. All right. You want to talk about bees real quick? And and, and how yeah, I can man. tie this back into stuff, into fishing. So I'm going to I'm gonna start out with fishing, but Vance has already seen the story of, of what I'm kind of going to go to and, and just how it all goes. But after the little escapade two weeks ago with Vance's opening um, monologue, I guess you would want to call it. Um, nightmare, nightmare. How are these bees? Like you're in the middle of a lake. You ever have bees like going around you in the middle of the lake? All the time. What are they doing? I don't know. I feel like they're after me. It's a personal vendetta. Like I mean, they come to me. They there has to be a logical excuse of why they're bees drinking water i would imagine right yeah but i mean you don't have to swim 800 i mean fly 800 yards in the middle of the lake to drink water i mean you know, do they do they stop at the boat for a break well why cross the lake <laughs> just go the other way maybe i'm putting a little bit too much thought into like their their capacity of you know their bandwidth in their between their antennae but um i just I, i'm confused like you'll be in the middle of the lake, you're like all right I'm away from people. I'm away from all this other crap. Time for me to relax. And then, boom, a bee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. 
I've gotten a lot better though with them. Like you've come to terms with them or something or peace treaty signed? Yeah, like when I'm on the boat, I will. Uh, I'm not as jerky, and I'm a bit more aggressive, and I'll kill them now. What before you wouldn't kill them? Before I would kind of panic, run, run. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean that's kind you of literally <laughs> hit the floor. Mm-hmm. But so... now I just kind of take my hat off, and I can get them. They don't bug me as much, you know, but they're on me. Like, if there's three people on my boat, they're at me. Okay. For some reason. I don't know why. So, let me... Detergent, whatever. The... So, uh, we're going to talk about your technique of killing them, because I have a feeling everyone's technique is the same as soon as you said hat. You swat, and then you have to be ready to stomp. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the stomp is what gets you sometimes. If you just can't get to them quick enough, they'll they'll launch themselves back into orbit. It's true. Now, think about this. Okay. You could, I could swat a bee with my hand, and it could get up and just sting the heck out of me and fly off. I could take that same hand. And kill somebody with it by just clattering their head off the, off of a canvas with a right hand. But you hit the bee or a fly, and I'm not even kidding you. There's one right here right now. This is insane. And it gets up and it keeps coming at you, and that's what terrorizes me about them. Well, like like what you're saying is, so you have a bee flying at X amount of mile per hour at you. And when you get a good connection, I mean, I'm sure you can hit them harder, but this is, you're going for speed on this. That bee is changing direction extremely fast. It's, it's the equivalent of like a train hitting a person. How can they not sustain any injury and just brush it off? That's what I don't understand. Like they're, those wings are fragile. I mean, even if you're fading away from somebody, that hand can catch you, and then all of a sudden you're out, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm going to sit for a little bit. That's not, I don't feel good. The bee, it just... It it, it, it focuses his attention to you. <laughs> Dude, I'm so pissed right now. Oh, my God. I need my flashlight. I mean, I'm talking about them. They're somewhere here. It's just crazy. Okay. I have a serious problem here. Okay, I, I have a question. What's the flash? <laughs> when has ever the flashlight been like the solution? Because it helps me see. <laughs> well, you're inside of the camper. That's the first. I'm outside. You're, he's outside. That's the first time he's been out there since the last <laughs> podcast, probably. <laughs> and and why are why aren't you inside? That's the that, that's I guess kind of the roundabout why I'm asking this, or is this just what you got to do to be tough? Well, the air conditioner keeps like kicking on and stuff, so I try to do it for like sound purposes. Okay, you know. Okay, and okay, so we've been talking about bees. I don't know if we've ever discussed this. How about spiders on the water? Like water oh, yeah. spiders? Or, 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 no, no, not on the water. But you're out and you're out 
fishing during the day. You got some trolling poles set. And Chautauqua is not a giant lake, but I, I, I see them when I go to other lakes. Trying to, com- yeah, trying to comprehend the fact that sometimes you look up and they're just spider cobweb or, you know, spider webs all over the rods. And you, you'll see the little spider there. They're, they're they're a mile off of each shore. How it, it, it's? I I think that's I an indication that fishing is not good if you have cobwebs well, on your rods. Sure. <laughs> that is for sure, absolutely. No, but I, I I know what Todd's talking about. I, I do too, yeah, but I had to make the joke. There's yeah, there, there, there's mornings that there's 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 times when I look up and it's just incredible. Like how many spiders are like floating across. Chautauqua Lake, two miles across at the average point, maybe, you know. They they, they throw and, up know, a little incredible. thing of web and that, that wind just, current just takes them out. Yeah. So that's what they use it for. They incredible. use it for travel. I, I think when mm. they're young, I mean, they, I'm yeah. sure there's a zillion types of spiders and I'm just kind of mm-hmm. really broad brush here, but like the younglings... Spiders. Yes, the younglings <laughs> are, are, are taken away in a soft breeze when they cast a little bit of yeah. a parachute up. And you just Dude, happen really to be cool. in it. It's really cool, but it's also frightening. It's really, it's really amazing to me. I mean, I mean you just think it like you they know, don't bug me like the bees do. No, I mean, no, a spider doesn't bother me all that much. I mean, de- depending, it's size dependent, and we don't have the yeah, size yes. that would worry me around here. No. Um, Fur. I don't like fur on them either. When they have hides, I don't like them. <laughs> when they have well, more yeah, hair, you... <laughs> they have more yeah, hair than my step... head. Yeah, when well, you could skin them. <laughs> yeah, when you step on them and then they just like all scatter off the back of one. <laughs> Pretty screwed up. Yeah. But spiders... Or when you step on them and there's legs on each side of your foot. Yeah. <laughs> and then they wrap around your shoe. That's the kind. Those dog spiders. <laughs> yeah, those are terrible. All stuff that I mean, spiders kill bees, though. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they would kill you if they could. They could. They're they're straight up gangster. I'd get them. (laughs) I'd get them. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that all affects fishing, especially for me. It does. I mean, it's it's just stuff you notice when you're out there. Just just like the those, I, I call them ladybugs, but I don't think they are around here because they're not the proper shade. Yeah, have you guys heard yeah. about that? Yeah, the red, red with the dots. Yeah, I, I heard something, and I could be completely wrong, but they're potato bugs, not ladybugs. Dude, potato bugs look like little armorillos. I have no idea like, what you're like armored back thingies that you would find mm-hmm. if you lifted up a rock in the forest and it was like wet underneath it. Oh, I I think I call those, those like wood beetles or something like that. Those are potato bugs, and if you touch them, they turn into a circle. Lady ladybugs are the red with the dots. Ladybugs are. Uh, I always always under the impression were orange because when we have that warm up in the fall and they all like congregate on windows, like there's. I, I'm okay. This is what I heard. Nothing to back this up, and I took no time to even research this. Like these are almost invasive to attack something that was you know. I guess when you have one bad thing, you bring another bad creature in to kind of mitigate it, and then you just run rampant with it. But anyways, I, I heard that those were two actually different insects, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the, again, they're they're out. Like, where do they come from? 
they're out there know. in the boat and stuff like that, especially in the fall. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, we should be on upon like a bug hatch here, right? Isn't this like the almost the time of year where a big hatch comes along? Yeah, I mean you you yeah those I didn't we didn't have it this year, so it never happened. I don't I don't know. I mean. Yeah, that, that that stuff that always happens up in the north end, up in Mayville, for all the little carcasses. I saw some carcasses early this week, Vance, but uh, not many. I didn't see the big hatch. Usually, there's two of them. But usually, there is two of them, and you can, they will build up. They will come up, and they will die on that water, and they will go into your eyelets. It yes. will just stack up into those islands. And usually, usually a couple of days before that, when you were fishing, you're trolling, the usually screen looks good. In, yeah, 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 and the screen looks insane just with mm-hmm. stuff like almost like what's wrong with my depth finder stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and then right after that, and I, I I haven't and those little annoying ones that like just stick to you. You know, they're just. I don't know what they're called. They're not, not, they're not, not the lake. Yeah, yeah, and not the lake bugs. Those ones that come up and get on your boat and absolutely poop, poop all over the front. That didn't happen. But I didn't see any of those little uh, just annoying ones. Like they get in behind your glasses, and you know mm-hmm. when you're trying to fish, like I the gnats or something year. like that. Yeah, it's like like no seams or whatever. But they come. They come. They're more the of a white bottom. color. Yeah, yeah, okay. they're more of a white or a clear color. They're not dark, but usually there's always, and that's usually way before this time of year. It was because you know I would say it's probably when we had all that high water. I don't know if that affected something, but that's interesting. Do you guys get a lot of I, mosquitoes I up there? Decent amount. Because I noticed, at least where I'm at, the mosquitoes I mean, were almost really. non-existent spring yeah. and midsummer, and then all of a sudden they just boom, they hit you. And I, I don't think I've got, I don't think I've got bit by a mosquito this year. Now I have had some some black flies. That's new to me. I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't I don't remember, remember that. black black flies being mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I've been getting annihilated because I wear like, I would yep. say like, uh, like not knee highs but like high ankle socks, mm-hmm. and it's just been a terrible play for me because I am getting annihilated out there, and it's just on the calves to the ankle. Yeah. They bite through your sock. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. I was like, mm-hmm. did I just never notice this? Like, are you no, I, 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 I got hammered when we were salmon fishing. They were bad. Mm-hmm. I've been on St. Clair to the point. I was at St. Clair at times where, I mean, it's driving you absolutely nuts. You're trying to, you're trying to reel a pole in and there's four of them biting you. I mean, I, and you have blood on your socks and blood on your mm-hmm. legs but I've I've never had them on this lake that I can ever even remember to be honest. Okay. But I but but we're getting them now. We're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Ha- the guys yesterday or this morning when we went out, so same guys yesterday. I did it early and late. I just split the day and then we went out real early this morning, and that's the first thing they talked about. They're like, I can't believe I never saw you swatting those bugs, Todd. I said, Well, down around my ankles, it's more like leather right now. There's not really. I don't feel them because they were getting bit all, and I didn't realize it like last night. We uh, callous ourselves. Oh yeah, by the, down there, it's like a, there's always blood down there from 
the fishing and the, <laughs> you know, yeah, but that, that's new. That Another sounds interesting like interesting thing. That sounds just so much fun. Oh, uh, how, how long well, of us, we were fly fishermen. This they, would be amazing. They, they're not, they're not bad. I mean, there, there's one biting every once in a while. Like I said, I've been on St. Clair and up in Maine. I've been to places where it is, it, it's hard to tolerate. And they're like quarter size. We have a, we have a few, but here's another something I, I wanted to ask Vance this. Uh, when we, have you know, so we're, we seem to be on some odd topics here. When, when you're fishing, do you, you, I wonder how many people, men especially, and I know, I know it's a high percentage of men that are somewhat colorblind. Do you hear people saying, like, I'll have guys say, can I use that blue lure over there? Or can I use that one with the blue stripe or the green stripe? Absolutely, I've heard that before. And I look and I'm like, that one? That is not a, that's not a blue stripe. You know what I mean? Because so, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, they, or, or, they, or, or, yeah. They called the mud puppy the orange one. And I'm like, yeah. man, that thing is <laughs> faded. I'm like, There's, this is brown. It's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's odd. Like, uh, the, the, sometimes the guys will be looking through the box. You know, you ever catch them? You ever catch them on this one? And they'll say the color. I'm like, which one are you talking about? You know, and they'll pull up. I'm like, that, that is, that is not. You know, that's a shad. That, or you know, is that that's not a yeah. blue stripe down the middle of the shad. That's a black stripe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or let me. Can I use that one? I. You know that orange one I caught my fish on last year, and you're like, I've got orange, any orange yeah. lures in here. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. It's are you puppy. sure it was it's with just, me? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. It's all. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm sure Andy has to run into that because I know guys have been trying to explain to me what color they want when I'm trying to explain it back in the day to like Dale or somebody like, oh, this guy wants this one that's you know, the, whatever, it's got blue dots and green head and, and, and you know, it just, it, it, it's just, it's an interesting. And the thing right, is, well, how, like, okay. So go ahead. Vince. I, I ran into this and I didn't go, go far into this argument with the client. It wasn't an argument. If you think of the color coach dog, this is an old school color. What is it? What would you say it is, Andy Todd? I I I don't know what really the original coach dog is because there's there's gray coach dog, there's orange coach dog. Isn't there orange like a coach like a dog is the one? I... Okay, yeah, and I when when you said that, I had like three colors pop into my head. Well, that's the Wiley color chart. Correct. That's screwing with you. But the original coach dog, to me, is silver yellow belly and black almost like dots, dots or like uh ovals yeah i was gonna I'm like like yeah, little ovals. jelly bean yeah. shape yep. things all right so this guy was telling me that essentially the original coach dog was orange with black dots and i was like that's that just doesn't ring a bell to me. Like, you would just call it, like, look what our orange Julius looked like. 
Okay, yeah, so Vance, I mean that that that's what I would say, and I don't know because I can't remember, but I thought that was Coach Dog, like a blackhead, black dots, orange. But I don't know what the original because people I've seen yellow Coach Dog, gray Coach Dogs. Strawberry is basically like a Coach Dog, the strawberry spot color, you know, the pearl yeah. with I, the black dot. They added a little yellow halo. I guess to put this I, argument I to rest, what what would a coach dog actually look like? Absolutely no, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Same as most just colors start, you fish with. <laughs> right. I would just start with like the basic colors, like black and white. I mean, that probably should be what a coach dog is. Could be. Yep. It could be. Could be. I mean, and I, I have the white... We have the white ones, too. And it's white that has the oblong... Uh, the oblong dots, dots or whatever, yeah. a little hi- highlight of yellow or something on there, yeah. So it, that, what's the original that point, we could, we could all be colorblind. Well, yeah. and, and that's kind of like what I was going to kind of bring up is that only like when you actually, you can't tell what someone is seeing. You can mm-hmm. only see and try to describe it to what you know. And if your whole life, yeah. you, the, the shade that you've been taught that say this is blue or this is black or whatever. You mm-hmm. just associate it with black. I mean, you could screw a kid up by teaching them before they even get to school all the wrong colors. Yeah. And if it, yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> how bad of a parent sick. you could be is you'd be like, see, this know, this is orange. But... I'm going to put my kid behind the eight ball here. <laughs> and then I'm going to have them. Could... <laughs> They're going to get tough. I'm going to go to school <laughs> Think of, think of the world in someone else's eyes. Like if Vance's yellow is my orange, and your and orange is my red, yeah, and green is blue to to Andy. He thinks it's. I mean, to him, if it looks like my blue, the trees would look really crazy. But it could be. Well, but it, but if you're in your mind, that's what the trees look <laughs> yeah. like. You have no idea yeah. any other you have way. No idea. Yeah. It's like putting on I mean, color filter glasses, and you're I, like, holy crap. That's what I think about with these colors. You, you know, color, I don't, maybe I'm colorblind. I don't know. I can tell the difference between green and blue in my, my mind. But when they're saying that's this color, and I'm saying it's this color, and they think it's blue, and I think it's green, I'm like, they think the trees are blue in my eyes. That would look really strange, you know? <laughs> it would, but, but it if- could be that way. If if that's all you can know and and can imagine, yeah. like you can't even flip the colors in your brain. Your brain won't allow that. No. But your your blue could be my green. Very and, easily. And that, that, yes. It, it's strange. It's, it, it seems. It, it seems. It, it's always just all, something that all, I've always thought about with people that. Well, let's tell let's me take it. Colors. Let's take it one step further. If if my eyes. Let's just say Todd and I, our, our eyes are opposite. We we can't we mm-hmm. we can't like agree on any color except black. Um, how do we? How do we then? How does that affect my perception and Todd's perception of how a muskie can see if our eyes can't even see the same? Or how yeah. any fish could see? I know, like any, any of this stuff. Like if if there's so much variant between my eyes. Todd's eyes, Vance's eyes. There's just like, oh yeah, I I can't see 
whatever purple down at you know three feet deep so the muskie's gonna see this color a lot better it's mm-hmm. that there's like no baseline here no there's no no and so, it, it's it's really debatable how much of these fish can even see colors or if they all. even care about it if they, yeah that well they definitely don't care about it i don't think uh when it's time to eat but uh yeah a good thing that people can see the colors because it helps sell lures for all the lure makers that way it it does it makes you Mm -hmm. feel good yeah or everyone would have just like six baits and that's it Mm -hmm. we have to be seeing on the same plane though or we're just really good at knowing definitions of what we've been taught Mm -hmm. yeah We've been trained. We, yeah. But we, like when somebody's trained like, to be you obedient. Perch orange belly. And I'm like, yeah, I can do yeah. that. Green. Blues and greens are, are odd. Like, so Andy, you painted those tough sheds this year with the blue dot. You called it bruised. Oh, black and you know, black and blue. Yeah, black yeah. and blue. Yeah. It's black and blue. It's the same exact thing that, uh, Dale's been painting that for years, the black, but he's got that musky green color on it. Okay. Got 57, 57 Chevy. 57 Chevy, yes. There, I have lots of people that say, looking at Dale's lure, you know, the black one with the blue dots. Lots of people think that's a black with blue dots. Yes. You and you did a black and blue dots. But if that's blue and that other one is green to them or whatever, then the trees in my eyes to them are blue. It's just okay. it's it always odd to me. Yeah, that that's that's a reasonable <laughs> leap. Yeah. All right, colors. Let's calibrate the podcast. Mm. What color is the sky? Andy? Uh, I guess the, the the regular answer would be blue. Todd. I'd say blue. Vance, blue. What color is <laughs> the sky at night? Um, I, I would say that it's, it's black if there's no stars or any source of light. It's black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah black. Vance, black. What color were the 98 Bulls home jerseys? In Chicago, primary color, Andy. Red and white. I, I'm guessing. Red, Todd. Red, yeah, red. Okay, Vance, red. We're calibrated. We're good. Okay, <laughs> I think we're seeing on the same. Mm-hmm. Well, we're oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're yeah. calling or we're calling what we see the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting like very deep into this stuff. Oh it's yeah, just, is I it, mean, do we really know it, or is it, that, or do we just know mm-hmm. definitions? I, I think that's yeah. all it is. It's just a definition. It's just a place marker for, you know, keeping things simple. But all right, I mean, I yeah, we're extremely someone. professional on this show. Absolutely. That I mean, it it does. It, you don't even have to see to know that we're professional. We're, there you go. We're, you're giving people <laughs> things to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Bugs things and beetles and about. spiders and colors. I know. And, colors and then and colors. colors. And I never talked about how to how. A very effective, but you a very uh, brave way to get rid of the bees. I was going to talk about that, but we don't have to go back to it. But 
That's okay. You had a topic, Vance. <laughs> I feel like any time that I don't cower to a B, I'm being very brave. Yeah, but do you have a rag on a stick like you're going to pillage a village? I would not do that. I would not do that. I would not do that. Not good. Okay, topic. Weeds. There's a lot of people in the industry that are putting things uh, prior to their leader and their tie point to deflect weeds to let that lure run a bit cleaner. Um, you'll generally see this in a trolling setting. Um, so you can imagine braid, tie on this like weed whacker thing uh, right prior to your leader connection, goes all the way down to the lure. It catches three, four feet in front of the lure. Have you seen these things? I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that they work. Uh, I don't think, I mean, they, they obviously do their job, but I think that there is just some type of, uh, there's a, a point in time when you're coming into your troll uh, that there's the weeds are just too much. Um, and why would you just continue to let it build up and build up and build up? I think that uh, my mind would tend to uh, just want to reel in and check uh, rather than deal with these big buildups of weed blockers. It's floating stuff. Yeah. So in yes. advance, how, how often when you're, when you're trolling out there, when the, when the rod is weeded up, just with, just with what we're doing, running your basic line, uh, you, you know, basic leader with the basic swivel on the top. Catches there. To, 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 to me, very, very rarely there's actually a weed on the bait. Yeah, it catches there. The only and time there's a build up there. Yeah, there's a build up there and it catches there. And if it works its way down to the bait, I just completely crushed a pile, or yeah. it worked its way down when I was vigorously reeling it when in. When you're reeling it in, yes. Or when yeah. someone, when, when guys go over and tip the rod to look. Oh God, yeah. That's because the they see, do they see me doing that, and I do it. There's a, there's some strategy to that, you know. You, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't want any more on the rod. The lure's still working. I don't want to break the rod. You flip it, tip it up, shake it, work shake it, it on the rod a little bit, shake it off, tip it back down, and then guys see me doing that, Wait. and they go over. Oh, there's weeds on there, and they go over and do that, and then they tip it down. I was like, okay, now you got to reel that. I got to reel it all in. Absolutely. <laughs> because you just put a weed on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes, that happens but often. With all that buildup that you're talking about, when you have these deflectors or catchers. Some are small, some are very, some are bulky. Yes, They're, but it's extremely changing the depth that you think your Lord's running at. I'll guarantee that. Yeah, big weight on there, you know. A lot of it's lead. And just like mm. some of them look like lead with uh, like bucktail wire hanging off of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them look like a straw that's been serrated a little bit and opened up. Uh, so yeah, those like are a, like two extremes. Like a squid jig. Uh, yeah, yeah. The inner, inner, uh, like a uh, fish tank uh, hose. They yeah. Lit it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but as so, it builds up, that's going to b- drag your lure up toward the surface, even if the lure's just running just fine. Absolutely. So I would just like, I just feel like, you know, that's kind of, if you like to do it that way, that's cool. Uh-huh. Um, 
Do I think it's inefficient in a way? Absolutely. So I was thinking, um, you have something for Andy to make for us. Well, that's okay. What do you like? Why couldn't you put something that just deflects them like around your vote rods? The boards I haven't even thought of. Those are, those are a lost cause. They're going to get weeded up at this point. But if you have a down rod and an out rod, why mm-hmm. can't there be something in front of them that creates kind of like a wake? You're thinking of a weed plow. Or a deflector yeah. or something oh. that comes off of the boat. Like, and, the, and that Just put like, it right off the bow of the boat. Something and like then, that. It shapes. It, it's, it's almost shaped like it's it, a follows comb. The tape, the, it follows the taper of your boat. Now, here's the thing. I wouldn't want it to be a cone because then I would be having to take this thing up and then it looks like I just pitchforked a ton of wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would want it to almost be solid, like a one plow? piece of aluminum, like, like a plow <laughs> or a piece of aluminum, you know, where it, it, it hits into it and then it deflects around it and it goes away from your down and your out rod. Now that would obviously like, you know, you don't want it too big and bulky. Maybe it's a two foot piece or a three foot piece that comes back at a 45 um, and just kind of like looks like a wing. You know, your boat kind of looks like the back of a glider without a, uh, a soft tail on it. And you're, you're trolling in some heavy stuff. So when you're generally trolling in heavy stuff and you have a lot of weedage, that down rod is dunked and your out rod is dunked pretty, uh, pretty extreme as well. So they kind of would be tucked away behind this thing. Spitballing ideas. What do you guys think of that? Pros, cons. Um, you're going to use a lot more gas. Yeah, definitely. It's going to slow your boat down. Mm-hmm. It will. Um, you know, you could almost. How could this go? Man, this you could almost created. Instead of trying to stop everything at the boat, like from the boat out, what if there was like another rod holder in front of your rods and there was just a smaller little plow that you used as like a shield? And, and you just you, you line them up like it your your trolling rod is drafting the plow and the plow might only be four or six inches wide just enough to kind of protect it yeah the thing would have to be at a steep angles otherwise it's going to build up on you but uh I, and i i know what vance is saying i mean i'm still i that's why i don't have a top on my boat because I'm standing there the whole entire time and I'm still steering those two around. I I know it's not what everybody else is doing, but when you're sitting in there with the roof up, I don't know how you're steering around that stuff. I'm constantly looking in front and steering around. I see them coming. I'll turn the boat a little bit and I'll, or I'll dip the rod. My boat rods are never an issue that much. There's certain times that they are, but, in, in extremes, and those are times where it's like, okay, we're out of here. We're going to go somewhere else. Uh, These are the times I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's nasty. Now, do yeah. the down rods even, other than just collecting on the rod, do you get a lot that go down the line? 
If you hit a big enough pile, absolutely. I mean, because like that, you know, you got to look at it. If if your line is two foot under the water, it's you can't run a plow or any kind of other thing off off the boat that's mm-hmm. going to stop all of that. No, and there, and there's times when it's windy out here where those those patches are submerged. They're down there two feet, so you're done. There's nothing you can do about those. <laughs> but see, I'm I'm standing there watching, and there's so many times I can. They'll see me dive to the other side of the boat and grab a rod and take it out of the rod holder because I see the patch coming. And everyone's all excited. I'm like, no, it was just a weed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, you know, and they're like, oh, I thought we had one. No, it didn't make the sound. Remember the sound I was telling you? It's going to go, yeah. At that point, you could almost just run a rod in front, like where your bow is. And just have them collect there. I mean, Get I think I've first. seen like, like I said earlier, like a comb. You know, the, the ideal thing would be is to have a comb like on a on a track system, not not like track like we talk about rod holder track, but like an actual thing with a motor on it. So when it collects weeds, it just it keeps rotating it out far, and then the weeds fall off due to current, and then it just keeps rotating itself around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, who who's gonna put the the weed track on on their boats? <laughs> I don't same know. Like, I mean, like the, the same, same person like. that's tying the leader that has the thing on it. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. what are they? They got to be a couple bucks versus three thousand dollars for this yeah. set yeah. of army tracks that. Yeah. <laughs> you call it's like the weed whacker five thousand. You put like a number, you know. <laughs> a cool like thousand number on it. People are going to want to buy it instantly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if like a, a widespread, if, if something eight foot off each side of the boat is, is, is an economical answer to the problem. Could there be something you put on the rod? Hmm. You know, like like you 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 mounted on. But then this you run into the same. Then you run into the same problem because your build up is on the uh, the blank essentially, whether it's mm-hmm. you know, tipped or whatever. I'm trying to avoid that in this hypothetical. Where have you br- have, have you have you snapped the rods a rod yet with a weed uh, clump? You, you, not you, not this year. No. No, but in in the past, yeah. Yeah, in the past, I've absolutely yeah. done it, um, especially like on the rods that I like redo the seat in and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've snapped them there, but uh, not not this year, not this year at all. Year, there's also yeah. a lot of there's also like you know we were using stiffer rods, you know, some mm-hmm. some three years ago really uh, yeah. before yeah. Saint Croix came out with their trolling line. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had a lot to do with it. These things, the rods we're using now, they say extra heavy on them. They're not extra heavy rods. They're not even close. They're very that nine. That nine footer, yeah. They're not Especially. even. They're they're gibby. I mean, that's seven mm-hmm. foot. If I took like yeah. a seven foot classic jerk and used it as a down rod compared to the seven foot oh yeah, the mojo. Tip to the mojo. There's yeah. some. Yeah, there's so, they're not they're not extra heavy. Um, mm-hmm. But they're really, really nice. To, I mean, that's mm-hmm. why we use them. Um, but so I don't see that happening with those. I, I see them 
breaking at the real seats first or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of something that collects weeds as you're moving along. You like, know? I don't know. I mean, I'm also thinking still something like on a smaller scale, like, I don't know. Like I was just saying that little shield that goes on the rod. What if there was a way that to have that rotate or pivot to have it shed the weeds just as you're driving, there's like geometry built into where it just naturally wants to spin and it, and just from the boat driving, it's like a paddle wheel and it turns. So when the weed hits it, it rotates and like eventually walks it off of it. You know, and it might only be six inches long as long as you put your rod at the at the correct depth to where it's actually wanting to rotate. You could hit some small stringy stuff, and the force of the the movement of the water turns it. I know. I mean, but now, now it now it's starting to get like crazy idea. stuff. But it's it's stuff like this but, where it might be a stepping stone to get a better idea. Yeah, you're, you're also. I mean, there's just so few places that are dealing with this stuff. Uh, I think our best bet, Vance, is to get in tight with those the twelve kids that run the twelve weed machines here, <laughs> yeah. and tell them go pick go, go comb the open water in the south, or go comb Mayville for a while. Don't go in and chop up more weeds. Yeah. Just comb all the ones that are floating around. <laughs> Lots of times they're looking for things to do. I see them jagging around all the time out there. Oh, I saw him. Uh, yeah, it was a hilarious. I've seen him just beach the boats and play stickball in people's yards. Oh, it's yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I got high but, when I drove by one the other day. Oh, of course. From the, yeah. from the downwind of the... Secondhand smoke. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. What if... All right. Here's, here's a solution. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You strike a deal with them that you get paid by the pound for the weeds. And we make like these floating <laughs> rakes. You guys just drive around the open water and you clean up the lake yourself and you get paid by the pound. And it'd put, be so lucrative you wouldn't have to take trips to catch muskies because you're catching weeds. <laughs> There's times that we probably catch as many as they do. There are days. There are days. <laughs> and, and sometimes people say, why are you putting them back in the water? They want you to, like, put them in the splash well. I'm like, dude, no way. I mean, oh, yeah, talk about yeah, we'll sink. Stuff. You want to talk mm-hmm. about bugs and You'd have to haul like another stinking? Yeah. To haul a boot behind. You have to fill it up, yeah. But I think, that, like, you know, there, it's, there could be something in the future that, that there's some type of a deflection that lets you fish a little better and want to be just a little bit more laxed out there. Uh, there could be something like that. That's what these little weed whackers are doing. They can tie under your leader. You know what I mean? You bring up weed whacker. I got it. You actually put yeah. weed whackers out there with like 18 inch whips <laughs> and you have them running full throttle. So any weed you hit, they dice them up to where they'll just not even collect on your line. I was thinking about that that kind of paddle wheel design that you're you were thinking of. And at that point, you have to clear line and eyelets. 
if it's something that connects to the, the rod. Well, I'm not, I, I, there'd be a limit to any of this stuff because when you hit a showstopper, there's a reason mm-hmm. it stops the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just like the, like the tie on, you know, the weed whackers or whatever, that's, that's a, a solution that might solve 30% of the, good. of the normal it, it's problem. Good. Yeah. It's going to deflect a little piece of milfoil here and there, but it's, that ain't going to do nothing with the gob that's as big as a, even a basketball, let alone as big as your boat. Yeah. It's not going to deflect the stuff that really stops our. And at that point, you're just like doing double, double the work than just mm-hmm. reeling it in because now you're dealing with this big glob. I've seen the ones that you're talking about, the big spider thing that's, uh, got lead on it and all that. And, yeah, that's just something else hanging off there. I don't know. Why? Yeah, and what do you? Like, I mean, you reel that. To gonna, the, yeah, that's that being real to your uh, to your eyelet. Or trying to net a fish, and that thing's banging you in the head. That's why Dale yeah. always used to hate running those. You know, I'm going to put an eight ounce snap weight right above yeah. this leader, and then you. One guy's trying to net the fish, and you get knocked out cold with <laughs> with a nice dent in the side of the boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eight ounce ball stuck in your ear. <laughs> they do they do that. On, I mean, St. Clair drives the industry of mm-hmm. like of purchases essentially. You know, yeah. buy this big rubber, buy this new bucktail that has an offset Colorado blade on it. Uh, use this weed whacker that it's, it's completely different fishing than what we're doing over here. You know, it's like, you know, they do like people say like, Oh, it's weedy there. And it's weedy at our lake. I'm just like, yeah. And I give me me a break. We've been, yeah, we've been around. (laughs) I've fished great lake systems. I've fished in Canada. We fished out in Wisconsin. Yeah. We fished PA. We fished down in Kentucky. We fished rivers. Give me a break. This place sucks for weeds. It's yeah, it does. It is. That's why we're sitting here having a hypothetical yeah. about a deflector. All right. Screw the deflector. I got a better idea. Like a 12-inch leader that's like either like a razor or like a textured like a piano wire. <laughs> that no, no, listen, yeah. listen, there's got to be something out there that as the weed slides down, it hits it, and it saws it and cuts it, and then you're free. Just. Just, yeah. Have it cut it I'll tell you, I'll, four I'll feet tell you, above the leader. Even even the, these, uh, you know, the, these super lines we're using are close. I'm sure, Vance, you do this. When I'm reeling it up, I know, I, so I pull the planer board in. I know there's a big gob of weeds. The lure's still running, but I see the way it's bent back. Pull it up, you take the weeds off the planer board. Now you're reeling up the gob that is on the swivel, stuck on the swivel. Get it up to a certain point. I take one. I can take one snap with that. Almost it cuts, cuts it right off. It, it, it snaps them off most of the time. It cuts the weeds in half. Yeah, and, it, and then yeah, it cuts them in half. And then when you reel in, there's not even any weeds on there, but yeah. they were on there right back there. Yeah, but you but you have to get it up tight, so it, it it's close. I guess if we were trolling, uh, what thirty mile an hour, maybe it would cut them. I don't know. <laughs> or what happens if you threw like 30,000 hertz frequency through them? 
and it just micro saws them. Like it probably yeah. does nothing to the bait, but if you could just, you know, put like an ultrasonic frequency through it and it's sitting there just jiggling ever so, just like one of those oscillating, you know, uh, hand tools. And it's just sitting there yeah. jiggling the line, you know, like five thousandths back and forth of an inch. And it just, yeah. the weed starts going down and it just breaks apart. <laughs> what about kind of like a, uh, like a a bow thruster system that shoots enormous amounts of water because that doesn't affect your boat (laughs) (laughs) like they were hitting in the uh, bow thruster watch that's right i was shooting white water out of my boat we're having this conversation yeah we're having the conversation obviously because of the situations that are happening out here on the lake and you know, we fight, not fight, but, you know, I've always been under uh, on Chautauqua here. It's new to the last few years because they didn't do it for 30 years. The, the weed killing. And it's like, oh, that's terrible. But there there definitely are days out there that I'm just like, I wish they would just kill every freaking weed in this life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Because I'm trying to fish here. And but Replace you know, I always say, don't, <laughs> yeah, the way it used to be. Lily pads, some cabbage, good to go. The, the yeah. kid today was like, "Oh, this, this, this is invasive, isn't it? This is milfoil." I said, like, yeah, "This well, is what's here, brother." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is not. It, that's not invasive anymore. It's not invasive anywhere that I go. You know, uh, that's just it's there. You know, that's that's the weeds now. I know? haven't seen it in Canada much. Like the lakes I go up there, I, I don't see it, see it up there much." Yeah, the lakes that I fish, like where I, I'm I sure. can't even, I can't even get into the, I can't even get anywhere near where I used to fish 30 years ago with my grandpa. Can't even, also, you can't even go in there. It's also highly, solid. highly fished lakes, though, you know. Highly uh, boated lakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the, I mean, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. It's almost like a seasonal weed, that big bushy stuff that, that grows, you know. Because mm. that that cabbage is there, and people mm. call it cabbage, like pond weed, tobacco cabbage, whatever's on you know the latest YouTube video, the pretty musky weeds. I like I like to call them you know there's really nice cabbage, there's good musky weeds in there. Something that you would see in a painting. Mm. Uh, that like that's that that's what happens here. Like first you see that mm. good, really good stuff. And then it dies off, and then this bushy stuff comes uh, behind it. And uh, fish relate to it. It's just, they're just like, yeah, cool. Oh, this yeah. is my cover now, too. However, later in the season, like you find that cabbage somewhere else, and it's growing. So you go like bushy stuff and then cabbage stuff, and bushy stuff and then cabbage stuff. If I'm in a bay and I find that cabbage stuff, I feel a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot more confident fishing. Yeah, uh, because of that. And when I go into those bays, I mean, I'm sure you're seeing it too. There's times out there, these fish are relating so much to the weeds right now. Mm-hmm. Standing weeds, growing weeds, alive weeds. That your line is with every jerk or every reel or whatever bait you're using, you're flickering bait fish left and right off of them. Oh, yeah. Like they're 
afraid of the line, afraid of the bait that's coming in. There's so much stuff going on in the weeds right now. It's unbelievable. The sad part about going back to the uh, milfoil and stuff is that's the way this entire lake was. Every bay you went to, that's all it was, was that pretty much cabbage. And then you got in close to shore. There was the, you know, it was, it, it wasn't, it's hard to, that, that, that milfoil grows up and lays across the top and mm-hmm. it makes it absolutely unfishable. I don't care what, you can't even use a weedless frog. You can't do anything. There's nothing you can throw in yeah. those situations when the weed is growing. It's in six feet of water and it's, or eight feet of water and it grows up and it's laying six feet across the top. And that's what that stuff does. Yep. Uh, and that's we, why it hits. That's why it hits the open basin so much because people yeah, are playing around in it. Everybody's skiing and you know, riding around in there, and that just gets chopped right off. I mean, we were we were playing around with some topwater baits today, early in the morning, and uh, it was hard. To, it was hard to get half a cast in. We were throwing it into the real thick stuff, but <clears throat> we had fish come up. You could see their fin. <laughs> it would come up and there's one and it would follow and y- your your lure would get annihilated and you know it, it, it quits mm-hmm. <laughs> every top water bait spins or does but it, it's it's neat to fish that way but man it's hard on this lake <laughs> so much stuff floating on top yeah i want to i want to think that there's a big problem with the rusty crayfish in the certain part of the muskie demographic. And I thought that the problem was that they attacked and killed the weeds. Mm-hmm. Like as, it, as they start to grow, they just like go over. Go and no like, further, Andy, go no further. I'm not, I'm not advocating <laughs> no, any no. bucket go biologist, no but <laughs> <laughs> we got the hint. Oh my God. Vance. You have a bunch of lobsters running around. At the end of the day, you go check your your crayfish pots and release the beasts. Unbelievable. (laughs) Amazing theories. They probably just chop them off and then they float. And then it's just more stuff to deal with while you're trying to troll. I didn't I, I didn't read in deep into it, but I thought that there was something weed beds were turning up missing because as the weeds yeah. were starting to sprout, they just walk over and just like cut the grass before it could even <laughs> <Drop> That's perfect. Incredible. We would not be responsible for any No, dude, I did not give any idea. I just it just popped into my uh, my head. I was randomly thinking of old Muskie Hunter articles. Mm -hmm. It's a great idea, Andy. (laughs) What to not do anything? I agree. Unlike the weed deflector. Yeah. Why? Why do you need a weed deflector if all the weeds are gone? Why spend the money on all this herbicide and kill? all these fish in these bays and pollute our waterways when there's a perfectly natural invasive option we that will be fracking. with you forever. <laughs> and it, not, not to... only is it the headwaters of the Mississippi, so you're going to be helping everyone downstream of you and they'll cheer your name for being such a good person. You will get likes on Facebook. Yes, the, the thumbs up. 
Yeah. It will not be an angry face to be seen. Mm-mm. I like it. All right. Second scenario. All right. You've got an 18-foot boat that you're about to buy. You have a budget of take in inflation. Do, 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 do. Carry the one. Uh, let's say you got 65 G's to spend on a boat. 55 grand? 65. Okay. What are you putting on it? Do oh. I already have the boat? It's directed to Todd. Uh, I'm buying an 18-foot boat. Yep. What's important? Uh, my trolling motor. What are you getting? Ah, I don't even know. I mean, it just... Whichever one you like. I mean, okay. I mean, I, hypothetically, well, let's just I say mean, in 12 hours motor. you're going to be going to buy a, an 18-foot boat. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to know this stuff. Oh, I mean, I know. I, yeah, I mean, you're going to get the one that you are comfortable <laughs> with. I mean, whether it's a... Is that what you're going to do? Salesman. <laughs> you sound like the salesman. Well, Whichever one you like. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give you this. I mean, I mean you've done your I'm going to give you this 55-pound uh, power drive. And well, yeah, and I'm going to say an that's 80s. not enough. It, it, it's an edge. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's no, a cable no. steer. <laughs> it's no, going to save me three hundred dollars. You you got to know what you want. You know, you don't need a thirty six volt system on a boat like that. Uh, was, you know, you're, you want to go with a twenty four volt system, but then you pick the one. You want the one that self deploys and thirty five hundred or uh, you're definitely going to, I mean, I need a trolling motor and need some graphs, whichever one you're comfortable with, Lawrence, Hummingbird, Garmin. Uh, okay. Are you, uh, let's say, uh, up front, you start with this uh, mythical trolling motor that uh, yeah. you're going to get. And are you, you want a graph up there. You know, you're a fisherman. you got a graph up there. Do you want it? Do you prefer it to be flush mounted or something kind of on a gimbal? Uh, right now I have one flush mounted on my boat, and I'll be honest, I hardly ever turn the thing on. It just turns on itself, as for three years now, because uh, I don't fish up there. If it was my boat that I was fishing out of, I I would want it on a. Uh, a ram mount? What do they call it? The, yeah, yeah, the ram mount. You know, I, I'd want it on there so I could maybe at times reach over with my foot and kick it around so I could see it because I'm fishing the other side if I was fishing up there. But I don't know if I've ever even hardly really fished out of the front of my boat. Most of the time, I never even turn it on. So for the average fisherman, yeah, I'd probably want it on a mount like that that you could swing it around. I, when I have had mine on, I haven't had a problem to just glance down and see. Uh how big of a display? For up there, I mean, a seven's fine. I was going to say, like, any more a seven or a nine. 
Mm -hmm. my my whole life it had been like a five inch screen which was adequate but Mm -hmm. a seven or a nine is anymore you can get them for 500 bucks yeah good idea uh yeah nice sonar now i'm gonna jump on that trolling motor thing real quick because um the the thing that todd says like whatever you like or whatever Something to consider if, if you're looking to buy a boat and you might be fishing like horsepower restricted lakes or electric onlys, perhaps, you know, let's just say half your lakes are restricted in some way, perhaps going slightly smaller on the main motor and upping the voltage on the front motor might be something worthwhile to get more runtime. If you're going to be on a lake to where you're going to on the trolling motor a lot, just something to think yeah, about. Yeah, if you're going to do the, the walleye fishing Lake Erie and... Or like if you had like a bunch of small lakes that were restricted, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, let's just say a bunch of 10 horse lakes around your area and you want to fish them, I would probably be more apt to go with a 36 volt system than a 24 just for the runtime. Yeah. And, and and that would also, that could give you your autopilot because you, if you buy one of these, they have the auto or, you know, it's all on your food paw there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Correct. You, and I, I, I see guys doing it. I you, 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 you don't need the if you're going to run it that way you don't need the autopilot on the boat like Vance and I have installed because you can get away with that the autopilot up there you can touch the button you can make your turns uh, when I'm fishing the Great Lakes with with my good friend Ed you know he's got his boat that, that 21 Ranger uh, Fisherman 21 621 the the uh the kicker motor is just it it there it, it it's tiller. It's basically just giving you a little propulsion. So everything's got, happening up front. Yeah, he's 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 doing exactly what we're doing with autopilot, but he's doing it now. That's fishing the Great Lakes. That's not going to work real well at Chautauqua when we're trying to do a at four and a half miles an hour and you're hitting show stuff. Four and a half miles an hour and and you're trying to do a uh, you know talk about a weed deflector. Yeah, working a couple hundred yards and turning to do another couple hundred yards. You know what I'm saying? Right. Works good on the Great Lakes. Yeah, now I, I want to expand on what Todd was talking about for, for people who weren't understanding. Because I do this, except I think I do it different than what a lot of people are. Is that if you have autopilot on your bow mount. You make it a math problem? No, I'm, I'm going to explain it so Vance can understand. Thank you. Okay, you have autopilot on your front. That autopilot, when people are running it, they will use that to steer. So there's two types of autopilot on the Minn Kota. Advanced autopilot and then just regular autopilot. And (laughs) I mean, no, that's like really what it is. Is Regular autopilot will keep you heading in a bearing direction. Like it's going to go this way. Advanced autopilot will throw out like, theoretical waypoints and if you get blown off those that that straight line of waypoints it's going to try to get you back on the track so it's actually going to change your heading to get back to where you're at i don't particularly like that when i'm when i'm using this uh using my bow mount as as autopilot i just want to keep going because like let's say i want to be heading straight west and and there's a south wind there's a point to where the south wind is going to blow me off the the, the theoretical straight line, and let's just say the straight line was a half mile offshore, and I get 
blown five-eighths of a mile out. It's going to say, screw this, and it turns the boat straight south because that's the quickest route that it can get back onto that half-mile parallel. It, it, it has stuff in its brain saying, I need to get back on this track. There's a reason you want to be here. Whereas if you just used regular autopilot and it says, hey, we need to head straight west. As long as you're heading straight west, it doesn't care where it was at on the lake. It's just going straight west. So you could be drifting out to sea deeper or closer as long as it's heading that bearing direction on the compass. Still taking you west. Yeah. It's still taking you west. Instead of it saying, hey, I'm smarter than you, I'm going to turn and get back on your line. I get that line. I, I see what you're saying. Because straight west, you could make an enormous arc mm-hmm. in your troll to do straight west. Right. And, or it could or it could correct, keep correcting to keep you on a direct straight line to get you yeah, like where it you wants, told it to go. I it, see what you're saying. It wants yeah. to go back mm-hmm. on that point. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, a lot of people are using the – they're turning the prop on on their bow mount so they can get the thrust for the steering. And the autopilot, the steering function on those motors – are not dependent on the prop turning. So if you're just driving along the props off and you have it on autopilot and you, you know, you're driving with the main motor and you turn the wheel, it'll take a couple seconds, but you'll watch the bow mount start turning saying, Hey buddy, where are you going? I need to go this way. So what I did was I made an aluminum rudder with a hose clamp that goes on the bottom of mine. And I don't even turn the prop on. I just let the motor turn and I have a big honking rudder. And it's steering the boat, and I I can go like months without charging the bow mount batteries because I'm not actually using the thrust of the prop. So it's yeah. like steering the ship. And that's what Ed Ed has on his. He has a big keel. Yep. Underneath that thing, I don't even know. If, I mean, I know it's on, but it's maybe on like what one pop, you know the <laughs> yeah the way i see it is it, it's, it's immaterial at that point because one doesn't yeah. even move the boat so why have the prop yeah. spin yeah i don't um, even know if he turns it on i haven't really only in extreme situations where you're like i'm not turning i'm gonna crash into five people mm. i have it on on 10 and i'll just punch it and it'll it'll turn me now yeah but yeah i, I think people in the i've heard people talk about that's called four-wheel drive is when you have the rudder is like yeah. the, you put your bow mount in four wheel drive, mm-hmm. but yeah, so you can you can run that. I'm not sure I'd recommend running it at musky speeds, but if you're doing you know any kind of you know salmon and under, what would be right around three miles an hour and under, yeah. I would not be worried to do it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, some stuff to think about there. Okay, how about this? Um, on your boat, 60 inch shaft or 72. That's what they're coming in now on an 18 footer. What would you pick? Why? Do you want me to, you want me to handle this one? Good. How, how big a water are you going in? Um, a lot of that time, that shaft length has to do with, um, how deep you can get the motor and that two, two main factors. How high is your bow off off of the water, and how big a waves are you going to be in? Because the biggest thing to kill your thrust is having that prop come out of the water 
and spin in air and you just hear it, you know, that as your bow's bouncing up and down. So you need to, you need to gauge it there. And then you also need to look at how much room you have. If you have a small bow and you get like, you know, the six foot shaft and you have like five foot of space between where the bow mount is and the windshield, you might want to rethink some stuff there because you don't have room to stow your, your bow mount. And you're probably going to need something that clips onto it to uh, keep it uh, sturdy. Like banging. Yeah. You know, I've heard, I've heard two, two schools of thought with that. Yep. I have two. I don't know what's the right one, Andy. (laughs) So I'll, I'll explain the two schools of thought. The one is you don't want that thing up there wiggling around, you know, like a wet noodle. That's bad for your electronics. And mm-hmm. the other, you know, so with that, you don't want that up there banging around. Here, buy this support and clip onto it. Now your electronics are not banging. Or, you know, in the head, like the GPS puck and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you're going you're gonna to save your trolling motor because it's not, you know, scrambling its eggs. But the other school of thought is, well, if that motor shaft is flexing, and it's wiggling. It's it's actually having a, a deceleration, as you know, yeah. acceleration through the motor shaft itself. So it's it's not actually stopping hard. Whereas if you had the motor pinned down with like some kind of support, it's now instant bang, bang, bang. It's it's it it has less yep. movement, but it's a harder shock on it because it has no movement. And I I, I don't know which one's more. I mean, I can see mine when I'm coming across the, the bridge here when I'm done fishing. Uh, you know, it's just sort of riding, riding the waves, riding the potholes if you're towing. But if it's sitting there, boom, 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 it's connected to the boat. It's going to take every bounce. I, I don't know which one. It right? absorbs the shock instantaneously yeah. versus over whatever wiggle mm-hmm. zone it has. I'm not saying one way or the other. I know people like to accessorize their boats with stuff. I am not convinced that that's necessary. However, I'm not convinced it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that if there were more people having issues with, you know, the electronics in the head of those those out uh, of those bow mounts, that yeah, we, we that we would have an answer by now. We we would, and this, they would also yeah, say this something. Is the way to go, like when they sell the motors, a book. Yeah, if you go down bumpy roads or what have you. You might want to consider this, or even a big, yeah. even a big chop. Obviously, yeah. the longer the shaft on that thing, it's going to be more. It's a more whippy. Bouncy. Yeah, more whippy. Absolutely. I don't um, like fishing out of boats, which I've been in. Vance, you were saying about like so. I've I've been in boats where they had a, a six foot trolling motor on a boat that the the bow is off the water, whatever uh, you know, just a, you know, eighteen what? inches, eighteen yeah. inches off the water, and. They don't deploy it the whole way. Oh, and then it's sticking right. up yeah. like ET's yeah. head. It is sticking. Yeah, it, it's sticking way up in the air, and you're fishing around that. You know, the wind's yeah. blowing, and you come up, you cross the rod over, bang, you hit it. I like mine to be deployed the whole way down. I I don't think my trolling motor has ever come out of the water in this boat. It would on my Lund. The, the, there is but, there is yeah. a match you, you need to match the the shaft length boat. and yeah. and if it if you cavitate like i don't know under 5% of the time i think you hit the shaft length correctly mm-hmm. yeah you don't want to be out there 
looking like Johnny number five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but even on my boat, the way that it's set up right now, when it's deployed the whole way, when we're fishing that early season and someone gets hung on a log, I wish it was up a little higher because it's, it's hard to get in there to get that stuff. I've done, I've done that. I've choked up on it. Choked it up. I have to. And, and it's terrible. It's a horrible yeah. thing. I mean, I mean it, you don't. It, it impedes your. It's, it impedes your yeah. jerk. Because you're jerking, and I just turn and cross, and you hear your rod go bang. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right off the trolling motor. Yeah. No problem. But don't worry, because we have this stowable thing that will save the, uh, <laughs> the brains of it. <laughs> so feel Everybody free to does. hit it with a baseball bat every time. You have to do a lot of this homework on your own to figure out what you're wanting to do because you can't always rely on these dealers i got a friend that bought a boat that uh put a trolling motor on it a big lund and they're like oh yeah this is perfect this is perfect <laughs> first time he put the boat on the water he put the trolling motor down it wasn't <laughs> it, it was, didn't even it didn't, didn't even reach touch, didn't even touch the water <laughs> I, I think that that's a case like, where it's not gonna work <laughs> that you can't honestly say this has been used because while it has yeah. been deployed, it has not touched the water. Yeah. And I yeah. expect you guys to fix this Start on your dime. Drilling. They just started drilling holes and said, this is a good yeah. spot. Uh, it's, but I mean, trolling motors are important. These things up front, it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's important as a kicker motor to people that are fishing over here to, you know yeah. to us yeah i mean some people go through these things oh yeah you know they'll buy one and they'll buy another one and i see some guys that saying they have a backup well, they have you know a couple backup rolling motors <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 that's why all this stuff's like important you know the mm. extra uh to to keep it stowed correctly are you at are you at 60 inches or the 72? You know, are you on the Great Lakes system? Or are you on inland lakes that you get up to three footers? You know, yeah. that's all important stuff to consider. Um, so, yeah, you hope the there dealers are, and there, the manufacturers, yeah, there's would, people would they don't would yeah they would, don't. would would be able to lead you like hey, you're getting this boat. This is what you need. You would hope that that would be the case, but it's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> what, what, what but like what we're we're the smallest uh, fishing group, mm-hmm. probably out of out of everything. You know, mm-hmm. you got perch boats, and just somebody wants to get out there. Yeah. Then you got a bass fisherman; that's a whole kit and caboodle. And then you got a you know a walleye troller, a salmon thing. You know, and then there's these musky people. Well, why do you need this? Why why do you need uh, three trolling motors with your purpose. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Some people are hard on those, those motors, the way that we fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing barely goes above five power when, when we're fishing because we're so wind oriented, um, and our structure is pretty, pretty simple, um, mm-hmm. to, to get into. Um, but you know, there's, there's just things to, uh, to definitely do your homework on. How are you fishing? Obviously, if you're in big waves, you want the longer shaft, and it's obviously mo- most comfortable when the thing's fully deployed all the way into the water, so you have that grab. Um, if you're fishing inland lakes and, and, and things of that nature, it, 60 inches is plenty, probably, especially on an 18-footer. 
um, where 72 might be a little too much. So, uh, but you got it there. If you get the, the 72, it's going to be wiggling up there. No doubt. All right. Where are we going to next? Are we going to the, to the driver's seat, the console? Yeah, let's work our, let's, let's take a, let's run that camera down lane all the way to how you're going to be steering that boat. Are you going with a windshield or a side console? What are you, what are you doing? I would I say mean, to me, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, for, for, to me, uh, right now, the situation we're in, I talked about it today. I was like, they should make this windshield removable on a piece of track because during sometimes in the middle of the summer, it'd be really nice to take that dang windshield off, but spring fishing, fall fishing. I mean, you can't, I, I it, you, you can't not have the windshield. <laughs> So but, would you? So you go windshield? Yeah, and deal with it in the summer. That's why I stand there. If you sit, it's just baking you. You know. How about wild windshield? How about a double bubble on a deep V boat? What What are your thoughts on those? I think they're kind of pointless. Yeah, I've I've I fished at them. Uh, it's nicer in the summer. It's it's letting a little more air flow in, but really doesn't give you too much in the fall. It it's, it 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 gives you more than a single console. I can tell you that. Yeah, it gives you more than just yeah, or it gives you more than when Vance had his tiller and it took off for the ride in the fall. You know, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just used to that windshield, and I I wouldn't give up my windshield. Yeah. I fish too much in the fall. I, I that's my favorite time to fish. That early and late stuff, and that windshield's a savior, you know. No doubt. Okay, windshield. What are you putting at the helm? Where you're sitting? As far as electronics. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, what do you? I'm gonna. A nine-inch screen. That's me. It's a little bit bigger than the seven. It makes you feel good, but it's not too mm-hmm. crazy expensive. Uh, just something good and clear, reliable. Yep. I mean, if 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 you're going budget, I mean, anyone anyone with some money can go and throw two or three units on the console. It's as we've talked in and the I- past. It isn't going to really catch you any more fish. It is fun to play around with. Um, mm-hmm. I had a blast with gear man as we were jigging muskies up and watching them and stuff like that. But you know what? I'm not yeah. catching, not catching, but it's, but there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a level. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. No, no, but it's absolutely true. But there's also, yeah, I didn't catch one, but that the, the one you guys weren't on the podcast for this, but I had like one of those, just like I was ripping the bait and I felt a little tick. It was on a swimmer. I was kind of like, jerking it let it sink jerking it let it sink and i had a little tick and steve's like whoa did you get him i'm like what are you talking about he goes that muskie came up and smashed it i'm like he saw it he yeah. saw it and he knew it was my i'm like i thought i might have just hit mm-hmm. a bluegill yeah and, that's and it, uh did you have teeth in it you know i don't even remember if i checked 
because it, it was just like oh that's like a it's like a, the rubber thing to do. It is the you rubber know, thing to do, but I, I can't I can't remember phone, enough you know, to say yes or no on it. On the internet of of your chewed up rubber. <laughs> I don't want to be like everyone else in the world. But it, it, it just was, hap- it just yeah that just happened like uh, maybe three days ago. Brand new rubber, one of Vance's uh, fire tigers, and it was brand new lure and. Uh, fish for like an hour and uh when we went to move i grabbed the bait and it folded in half and it was just shredded i said did you not have you never felt anything while you're like you know i kept hitting those weeds i was like well look this one of these was not a weed (laughs) (laughs) a shredded bait the eyeball all the way from head to tail and all these shreds is like He's like, just well, denial time, maybe yeah yeah it was kind of funny but yeah but yeah i mean that that, that that helm gets out of control i see did you see i mean some of these new rangers the the 22s and stuff it's built right into the console for like a 16 inch screen there's not even a dashboard Mm-mm. it covers there's like six inches of windshield above not even out yeah, I mean, I, 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 I sat in those boats. There's like, and I, 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 I don't need that much. <laughs> that yeah. is insane the way they're doing it's, some of these. <laughs> it's a whole plastic mold that yeah. is, it's essentially a windshield. If you took the windshield out, yeah. it's the same thing. It, 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 it's bigger it, than a bubble. <laughs> it's bigger than the, yeah, bigger it, than the bubble. Yeah. It, you know, Rangers is very bass oriented. Yeah. And uh, whereas, you know, like a great lake, they're obviously making these deep seas, they're great lakes boats, but they're bass oriented. You, the, the windshields come right off of, of the transoms. You know, there's no block build up on yeah. them or anything like that. They want to be sleek, aerodynamic, and the fastest boat out there. That's what range is all about. And so you're, you're running into that problem. I purposely got a a unit put on my dash so that I didn't stack baits like crazy up there because Mm. I essentially was making that plastic mold with baits that was cutting into my visual. I mean, you've seen it. There's just like, there's 20 baits sitting there like an insane person. Uh, And I'm just like, that's terrible. It looks horrible. Why am I doing that? So there's a, there's actually a unit where, so that I can't put, put anything up there. That was like my New Year's resolution on one of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be putting baits on the dash like crazy. I'm going to put them away and yeah. and things of that nature. So, but so you're going to do two screens there. I'm going to do two screens just for the simple fact that uh, you know, should something happen to one of your screens, <laughs> you got two. If, you know, if one breaks, I've never had a depth finder go down. I've in my whole all fishing, everything's worked. But I've been in situations, and I think of those situations like, and if this thing just cut out on me, wouldn't matter here to talk. Well, you'd be, I get, but I, I, I would feel like I'm fishing uh, with a hand behind my back because even though we do it every single day, I still stare at that screen all day long. No doubt, you know, 
Do I need my little icons out there? No, I don't need them. They mean nothing. But they're fun to head towards and go to and think about, oh, I'm going to go hit this little triangle that I have out here, these three 50s that I've caught over the last few years. You know what I mean? And you, I'll do it. But I, I could do it probably without it and probably hit them too. And there's nothing out there to, for me to hit, uh, you know, structure-wise. But I just don't want them to break down. Okay, here's what I two here, here's what I did. I flush mounted one, and I have my mm-hmm. original depth finder off to the side, drilled into uh, structural integrity of the boat. You know, whatever it mm-hmm. is, ten, mm-hmm. ten or or, or five relax. Where's your knob uh, for your uh, autopilot? It's sitting below. It's it it has its own down on its own little thing. Yes, it's it, it's actually it's quite nice, just fine. So I flush them out of that but, one. I have the, I have another one up on top so that I'm not putting baits up there. And mm-hmm. at that point, you can mess around with them. You have one dedicated to side imaging. You have one dedicated to a map, and you have one dedicated to your 2D and your down imaging. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I'm most concerned about. Is essentially sonar and 2D down imaging. Are you That's, are you are you using your side imaging at all i turn it on for fun when i feel fun. like it yeah but usually that one that is flush mounted mm-hmm. no one can see mm-hmm. so no one's peeking over my shoulder are they down there yeah. are they down there they down? when you're trolling yeah. like yeah they're there so you're you're sitting at your helm i i don't i can't i'm not going to do that i i know the way that you're autopilot's mounted and I can't I can't reach down there that far you know what I mean mine's like up on top and I want to keep it there so I can just lean over and make my adjustments while I'm standing oh, I'm, I mean I'm you know what I'm saying long, you know I'm up but mm-hmm. I'm I'm turned regardless if I'm standing or sitting in any portion of the boat that screen is hidden oh the screen yeah I'm talking about where you have your autopilot that's Mm-hmm. More it's important a, to me. It's essentially four. It's essentially four inches lower. That's it. It's worked for me because mm-hmm. no one sees the graph, and I was like, "Where the mm-hmm. hell are all these fish?" Yeah, but okay. So two screens mm-hmm. at the helm. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. I, I think that's 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 really good. You know, dedication for two, and then especially if one goes down. Very nice. Work your way back now. Um, I'm not going to get side imaging. Okay. Just because I, I mean, is it? I mean, it. I guess. If, it, I guess if you're going to go fish and explore new waters, the situation that we're in, I don't. You know, some people are like, "Oh, I can see those weeds over there." Believe me, I know there's weeds over there. I've been already been over there. Hundred times yeah. this year. Why are you ca- Why are you casting? I I, I, I I don't think I'm gonna. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna turn it on other than for fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm even gonna bother splitting one of the screens. Got you. To do that. Okay. What are you gonna put on your uh, gunnels? What's behind you? I think it's Longest unanimously piece of track. Tr- piece of track. 
piece of track yeah very nice track over rails very good um swinging off the back what's important for you comes down to price you know just how much is it going to cost do i want to go 42 miles an hour or 50 max it out you want to, you want to spend more money to go 50 how often can you run that fast on these lakes when you're on bigger bodies of water i don't know all comes down to money max it out better resale mm-hmm. so if you went with a 150 what kind of 150 would you get I'm going to say anymore hey, one, that there's, it, it's, they're all four are, strokes anymore. Yeah. One fifties yeah. are good for an 18 footer. Mm-hmm. You can get away with a one fifteen and a tinny. Uh, but if you're dealing with glass, you probably want to go one fifty. What would be your ideal motor? Who are you talking to? Do they even have an 18 foot? Well, just an eighteen-foot class boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do they even make them? You have one, Todd. <laughs> it's eighteen foot eleven. Right. It's an eighteen class boat. That I mean. Okay. Because like okay. the nineteen, like the six nineteens are almost twenty. The six twenties are almost twenty ones. Okay. Yeah. I call my boat nineteen, being eighteen foot eleven. Yeah, my my boat seventeen foot like eight or something like that. I call it a seventeen. Mm-hmm. Eighteen eleven. It- in real life, it's nineteen it's, foot in your program. I got you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. So what are you? What are you swinging off the back of it? What 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 motor would you get? Yeah, I'm gonna see the. I'm gonna look at the price there. Yeah. Brand one one fifty. Man. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have the option. Yeah, I mean, let's just say that all the there's no shortages. What what would ideally? What would you like to run? Well, with 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 Ebenrude gone, you know that leaves you like Suzuki, Yamaha, Mercury, Honda, Honda. I mean, if it were me, I'd probably Suzuki. put a Pro XS one two hundred. Probably it. all Tahatches. Uh, I don't, I'm not, maybe, maybe like the kickers, but I'm not sure about the main motors. Yeah. I don't know about the main motor. I know everything 40 and under or Tahatsu. It doesn't matter which one you get. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably just, because like I said, at work, we've done stuff, you know, as subcontractors for Mercury Marine, I'd just probably go get a Mercury. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mark. Yeah. I'd probably Mark, get a Mercury. The, the the price is better in the Mercs because they make more of them, you know? That's right. But I, I'm not opposed. Like, I really like my Yamaha. Mm-hmm. I like it. I've, I've had, I've had Evan Roos and Johnson's. I've liked them. Um, Something else to think about when you're buying that is your service, you know, who services around your area. Yeah. I mean, just because you're buying it from a dealer, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that's going to be the the place that services your motors. You might have to drive yeah. a couple extra hours to get the boat that you want. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you got XYZ dealer or, you know, a manu- uh, whatever, a, a garage just down the street, that 
could come into play. But some of these mm-hmm. boat boat manufacturers are owned by outboard places like like G threes are all Yamahas because I I if I'm heard correctly yeah. Yamaha owns G three and of course mm-hmm. they're going to bolt their own motors on to them. So, I mean, that's just going to be, you know, how it is. But On, on, on all of Chautauqua Lake, I can't find someone that will service uh, the bigger uh, outboards like we have. Uh, Mercs. You have to go to another lake to get that done. They're all like inboards. But there is a, like, a Honda Marine here that will service your Honda. There's a, I don't know if there's a Yamaha. But uh, that's something to think about. Yeah, I, I can't say something Ideal bad about Ideal situation, though, like what you would like to swing off the back of your boat would be a Mercury. Man, it comes down to that's a Ford, Chevy, Dodge thing. I don't know which is better. I, I would say, yeah, that, that'd be my, number, like? my, my first choice would be a Merc. <laughs> Merc. You're gonna be, you're, you're, that's going to be the easiest one you're going to have if you have a problem find somebody to service it because there's for every Merc they make or, or you know for every Yamaha that's out there there's probably 10 Mercs yeah I, I'd love to have a Honda on the back of it but I yeah. just the the dealer network dealer network costs yeah and and they they tend to weigh more mm-hmm. I, I don't see a lot of Hondas anymore do you guys no I used when to I see do a see lot them, of... they're enormous Yes, I used to see them, but I don't. I don't see that many anymore. Neither. They're enormous. A huge kicker. Your glass boat and tin boat on an eighteen-foot class. What would you go with? Either a ten or a twenty. Yeah, depending on where you're fishing. On a glass boat, you would go higher. Yeah, just just because of the displacement weight. Okay. You got more. You got more wetted haul off of plane. Little extra juice. You know, would be all right. I mean, even though I got a six on mine, and it probably goes as fast as a ten. Mm-hmm. It, but I also I have a very sticks and stones setup on purpose. I did it purposely for that. Um. But if I'm we're, we're having a budget of sixty five thousand, I'm I'm probably going to have it that, so sticks and stones. Yeah, that also allows you to go to certain lakes, like where we live. That's something to think about. You know, when you go to a twenty, you're cutting out some places. If that's where you want to fish, you obviously you don't want to do that. I'm going to go with a ten. Mm-hmm. We still have a bunch of ten horsepower lakes. I don't know how much faster you could go somewhere with a 9.9 or a 10 horse than when I have the 20 on mine now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to get, like, if you're just like, okay, we're going to go over there and fish. I'm going to drive across this lake. I don't think there's very much difference. Like a mile an hour difference. That's Yeah, you hit the wall, and, and, and it might take, it might be the yeah. same same speed all the way up to a 40. It just can't. Yeah, get you yeah. up. It doesn't do anything. It just pushes. It's just pushing you. Yeah. When they first did that in Pennsylvania, they did the nine nine. You know, it was always ten horse. All the state parks, everything was ten horse. They bumped it to twenty. I had numerous people buy twenties for like big nineteen foot luns or 
you know, uh, Luma crafts and they went and bought the 20 and it was like, I got like, I guess I can notice it. I might be able to do one mile an hour faster with that 20 and I could with a nine, nine, but everyone of them said it, it wasn't worth it. I, I just spent a lot of money to do nothing. I wish I had my four grand back. <laughs> because I can still troll the same with the other one, yeah. Cool. That's a boat. Mm. That's a boat. Anything else? We're we're going long on this. Yeah, all good. All good? Mm-hmm. That's a boat and it's time for bed. That's right. All right. I'm going to say uh, big thanks. Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, and Aqua Traction. And uh, I think next show we're going to have another bait review, the final one of the summer. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And um, until then, stay cool. Good luck fishing. Thanks for listening.